11 to 14. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, um, let me say a few words about this last scripture passage. And I invite you to join me, just bow your heads a minute in a very short prayer. Our gracious God, we come to you on this very meaningful season uh, with lots of thoughts, lots of emotions, lots of um, things going on, lots of plans. And we come from all different spiritual places. We come young and we come old. We come doubting. We come full of faith. And I pray that you, would, that you would be helpful to us tonight, that there would be something from this service or these words that would speak to us, that would be helpful on our way. Something that brings maybe a new layer of meaning to this season because, quite frankly, we sit here and we're all more of a mess than we care to admit. But what this season tells us is that because of your grace, we are more loved and accepted than ever imagined. So speak to us now through that grace. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We, uh, a, little bit, a little bit more, I'm running around doing a little bit more things. I, I'm a little bit of my own sound guy today than I would normally be um, as we do things differently on a Christmas Eve service. But uh, super great music. Thanks to the musicians and everybody for leading us in songs. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Let me just say something real short about this last passage that was from Titus chapter 2. If you're, if you're addicted to longer sermons, then come back, because um, I can, I'll do things three times this long. But this one, this one will be short. Um, so just, just think, think about this. We just read this passage, and I want to say two phrases that pop out at me and that I want to talk about. First of all, it's okay, this, there's different ways to listen. There's quiet ways to listen, loud ways to listen. So we're, we're good. The first is, the grace of God appeared. And the second is, it teaches us. So maybe even try, especially you young ones, saying that with me. First of all, the grace of God appeared. The grace of God appeared. See how fun that was? And, and the second one is, it teaches us. It teaches us. Okay, so those, now you've got the mental framework. First of all, the grace of God appeared. Does, do you guys know what these elves on a shelf are? Does every, yeah. people know about this? Elves on a shelf. 
At our house, I don't know if the other little kids here have this, but at our house there's two elves, and they've been showing up. They just appeared, and they're every morning, in fact, the kids get out. I have four children, and the kids get out, and they look for where the elves are today. So this morning they were doing a zip line, right, guys? They were doing the zip line, a string going across the living room, and that's where they were this morning. And other times they were in the dryer, the laundry, and the, another time they were... Um, um, they, were, they had their Bibles out and they were telling the Jesus story of Christmas to all the other little toy people. And so these, they just, but every morning, right, you guys get out and you look around and they just, where are they going to appear? Where are they going to appear? A lot of people, um, well, Christians summarize in a way, they summarize all of Christmas but also all of the Christian faith as grace appeared. It's a funny way to talk about it because you would expect it to go um, like a religion appeared, uh, a great leader appeared, a revolutionary appeared, a teacher appeared, an organization appeared. And actually, I think a lot of people, because I talk to a lot of people who, um, who are maybe given up on faith and kind of said, for one reason or another, either never approached faith in God or, or are, are walking away from it, and something along there has to do with, oh, it's not for me. And a lot of times it has to do with um, some of those things I just mentioned, like, you know, the kind of religion that appeared in front of them or the kind of leader that appeared in front of them or the kind of organization that appeared in front of them. Um, and, and so sometimes I think it's a little bit like that movie Forrest Gump where Cap'n Dan says to Forrest, he says, have, Forrest, have you found Jesus? And, he's, and Forrest replies, I didn't know I was supposed to be looking for him. And I wonder if it's a little bit like, you know, the grace of God appeared and kind of we, we go, we didn't even know, we, were, we weren't even really looking for that. You know, we were looking for these other kind of tangible things that maybe get us a little more excited or get us a little more frustrated. But the summary of this is, no, not, not a leader, not a revolutionary, not a teacher. The grace of God appeared. You know, if we're just, if we're just looking for a religion or an organization or those other things I mentioned, a teacher... I'm not surprised that a lot of people might say, yeah, it's, you know, it's not for me because what I've seen in front of me, I've seen this, I've seen that, and oh, no, it's not, it's not for me. But for the Christian, in a sense, this, so this is what a, a Christian would say, nothing is better. Sure, a religious leader could do some good. Sure, a teaching can do some good. Sure, an organization can do some good. Nothing better, if you know about the grace of God, nothing better than for the grace of God to appear for our world. There, there could be nothing better for this world than for the grace of God to appear. You know, you know grace. You know what grace is? It's like um, love that's given despite your past or even despite your present. Um, it's forgiveness given e- even deep down to the evil parts of our hearts where we, we reserve those kinds of bitterness things and anger and resentment that we hang on to and that other stuff bubbles out from. Forgiveness for all of that Grace. Grace is like, you know, this love that God gives out very freely. Uh, unconditional love given out indiscriminately. In fact, a lot of times people get a little frustrated. It seems almost too indiscriminately, don't you think? It's just, because it, it sounds to me when I listen to what Jesus talks about, the Bible talks about, it sounds like it's supposed to go to even these people that I can't even figure out how to love, <laughs> right? It's too indiscriminate. That's Grace. And the grace of God appeared in a newborn Jewish baby in the first century and who was placed in a food trough 
for animals. The grace of God appeared. Now, this is the second part. I could actually preach a whole huge, long, 60-minute thing on this part. really gets me excited where it says, it teaches us. The grace of God teaches us. Now, some, every religion has their way of telling you, do these things and, 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 and you can get better. You can clear things up in your life. We've all heard different things. We've tried different things. Some people have tried the, the, when, it's, when people say, you know, if you, if you can just empty yourself, get empty. If you full, can kind of fully empty yourself and find this centered place of emptiness, then you'll find enlightenment and perhaps your life will clear up. Things will begin to work for you. Others might say, you know, you've got to do a lot of cleaning your life up. You've got to work hard. And here's this religious list of things not to do and things to do. And if you work hard enough and clean up, then you'll get some kind of divine favor that'll fall on you. And there's, you know, there's other ones too. Like there's the one that where, you know, you say, dig deep into myself. And if I can purge all the negativity... And if I can kind of get rid of the negative messages and just bring in some new positive messages to replace them, then I'll, things will turn around. I'll have a better life. But all, all of those basically say, work on this stuff, and then you'll get, kind of get a reward. Things will clear up. Things will get better. You'll be a better person. Work real hard. Work and do these things. Then you'll become a better person. And you know what? Christianity kind of just reverses that. It teaches us. Grace teaches us. Christianity, you know, everybody else would say, you know, work on something. You've got to have something. Work on it, and then things will clear up. Christianity says, God comes to you and says, I've, I've done a work of grace. Here it is, and this will do it. This will be, this will be what you need. Like, so, so a, a Christian um, who, who wants to keep growing will keep coming back to grace, not some new list of things. Keep going back to grace every day. That's why it's, if you come to City Life regularly, you might even begin to say, someone might say to me, Mark, I mean, I get it, but could you just change the topic and stop talking about grace? Could you stop saying that thing about we're all more of a mess than we care to admit, but we're more loved and accepted than Christ than we ever imagined? But, but I won't. I promise you I won't. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep talking about grace every week because it is the thing that teaches us it's the thing it's where the power is the grace of god shows up and it teaches us i don't know if you caught that this passage is very short but it packed in a lot of things kind of related to cleaning your life up and morality so you very much need to not read into it wrong you need to get this right where it says grace teaches us grace teaches us only Christianity basically says God has done something and you just need to receive it and let its safety, let the safety of grace teach you. Let the, let the acceptance of grace teach you. Let the validation of grace teach you. Let the, the affirmation of grace teach you. All right, so just one more, one more little thing to make this point and then we'll move on to the next part of the service. Um, Every year we hear, we've been hearing, and the kids in the back, you guys have been hearing about how the Santa Christmas works. If you're, if you're naughty, you might get coal, right? If you're nice for 12 months, you might get a really nice present or two, right? So you've got to be nice. And I can admit that in my own house that we've talked a lot about this, about almost like dangling a carrot for the last like three, four weeks, right? Um, just kind of, you know, there's Christmas energy in the air, so why not talk about, well, you know, it's... 
Santa and these elves here looking at you and, um, you know, you guys should stop fighting because you don't want to get coal. So that's, you know, that's been going on in my house. That's Santa Christmas. And I, I want you to imagine what if there was, what if parents like me could, instead of playing that game for 12 months trying to create good behavior to get this reward, what if we could say every year, I have a present I'm going to give my children and it is going to create, it is going to generate 12 months of behavior of perfect angels <laughs> and bliss in my household if I just, this, this gift, and then it will all be great for 12 months. It, which parents would jump on that? Well, hands down, everyone We'll go for that. It's a great reversal. And that, my friends, just to close with that, that is the reversal of Christmas. That is a reversal of the Christian faith. That is the reversal that we talk about often as the gospel, the good news, that truly it works that way. You're, you're given grace, and then grace begins to just sort of seep in. You know, it begins to saturate and it begins to work its way through in ways, in a kind of transformation you could never have imagined. The grace of God appeared. It teaches us. Let me pray. Our God, we pray that amidst this holiday season that these words of grace may indeed transform and indeed we may find them to be meaningful. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. We are going to do... uh, have a time where we pass around some baskets and um, the baskets are for an offering and City Life folks, you've probably gotten emails and so forth just to note